what is going on guys we have a really awesome piece of content to release for you guys today back in june 2023 i spoke at nick comedina's rise event and i had an absolute blast presenting my story of entrepreneurship and becoming the person i needed to be to be successful so uh, the content here is the live recording of that event so if you guys enjoy it, please let me know your thoughts. But yeah, let me know what you think. Yo, what is going on, guys? How's it going? This morning, I really learned a lot of myself. You always think that you're stronger than your addictions until you start the morning without caffeine. And man, I freaking saw a beast come out of me that I never knew was in there. The length that I went to to get a white monster today, I don't know if you guys have ever gone there, but yeah, you guys know. All right, so I want to get a feel for where you guys are at. How many of you guys here have your own business? Raise your hand. Awesome. I'm with my people. How many of you guys here have had your business longer than 12 months? Sweet. What about two years? Okay, sweet. And then what about longer than three years? All right. A lot of new entrepreneurs here. I like it. And how many of you guys are full-time with your business? Sweet. How many of you guys are 5K? Awesome. And 10K? All right. Awesome. I'm going to be talking today about my story, hitting my first 10K month, because that is pretty much the moment my life changed. And we've done a lot since then. If you guys don't know, I run the Personal Trainers Business Incubator. We work with trainers, coaches, help them start online coaching. Because entrepreneurship absolutely changed my life. It gave me the freedom to travel the world and help other people people. And it's what I want to help other people achieve as well. But I grew up in a family of very traditional beliefs, very much like Kendall was talking about with the social construct of you need to go to college in order to be successful. That was really pushed on my throat. And it gave me a lot of anxiety growing up. It put me in a lot of dark places because I didn't think I belonged. And it also made me question myself and question my self-worth. And honestly, just gave me a lot of fear if I would ever be successful in life. And when I first started, all I wanted to do was make six figures. That was it. If I can make six figures, I can live a happy life. And I didn't believe that I can do it because I, I didn't want to go to college. I knew that I had to find my own way. I didn't have the proper guidance to help get me there until later in my journey. So we're going to start in the beginning. And what I want to do here, guys, is I'm going to be sharing my personal story. And I'm going to be giving you guys a lot of points, a lot of things that I've learned. But I want what I want you to do is write those points down and reflect on how what they mean to you. These are things that I've learned, the perspectives that I've gained along my journey. And I'm giving them to you. And I want you to reflect on your own personal journey on how this is going to help you guys. Let's start from the beginning. 2012. This is when it all started. This is the moment I gained consciousness as a human being. I think you guys probably remember one day you're 10 years old and you're on the way to the store with your family and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm a person. This is my first memory. This is around the time I was 15 years old in high school. I say I'm my parent's son because I wasn't yet my own person yet. A lot of you guys have a hard time breaking out of the past expectations that your parents placed on you. So at this point in my journey, I was my parent's son. I was a multi-sport athlete and a musician playing sports and racing things I didn't even care about. Just what my parents wanted me to do. I was doing summer internships for college prep. And then I was a confirmed Catholic boy. Not a big fan of that process, but I did it for my mom. And I was blasting ADHD medication since 12. I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was around 12. My parents put me on Vyvanse. I was taking 70 milligrams a day. And yeah, I was fucked. It was fucked. I had a very hard time socially interacting with other kids and it put me in a really dark place. So this is where I started. All I wanted to do at this point was just fucking break away from my parents. I think the first time I, I learned that my parents didn't know what was best for me was when I told them, I do not want to be taking this medication. I don't feel good. I don't feel normal. I can't socialize with my friends like I used to. I don't feel good. Your grades are better. I went from having 1.4 GPA to a 4.8 GPA and that's all they saw. And I thought, damn, I'm getting fucked here. At that moment, when I was around 15 years old, I started thinking, okay, maybe my parents don't know what's best for me. Maybe my parents are just being told that this is what's good and they're seeing the results, but internally, it's not what's best for me. So I hit a turning point. The path that I was on set by my parents was you're going to go to school. You're going to get a job. We're going to put you in summer internship classes. You're going to be 
be an engineer. That's what they wanted me to do. And you're going to make six figures and that's the plan. And I hit a moment where I was rebelling a lot, doing a lot of drugs, partying, I had a breakdown. And I realized that I can't do that. I'm so blessed that moment came early in my career, early in my journey, because it really allowed me to pivot very early. This is my sophomore year going into junior year. I decided, you know what? Fuck it all. Fuck everything. I'm quitting my sports. I'm going to move down out of AP classes. I'm not going to do internships anymore. And I'm going to do me. And that was the summer that I decided that I was going to find another path outside of school. I started reading books. I was really depressed at this point because I wasn't yet myself. And I found personal development and that's what got me started. And then I found fitness. This was 2012. If you guys don't remember, this is when Instagram first came out. Uh, influencers just started hitting the world. And I was in, in class in school on my phone. And there was people on the beach working out at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, why can't I be doing that? That looks so cool. Yeah, no one around me saw what I saw, but I saw where I wanted to go, but no one around me saw where I saw. So first point is you can wait until you hit rock bottom or you can choose anytime you'd like. Personally, I sunk to the bottom. I hit my rock bottom and I thought I really didn't have to do that. You can decide who you want to be at any point in your journey, whether it's in the very beginning, whether it's midway, maybe you've already graduated college. You've already had the nine to five and you decide, wait, I don't want to fucking do this. You guys don't have to wait until you sink to the bottom to make a decision that you're going to change your life and change who you are. The next point is you get to decide who you want to be, but that doesn't necessarily make you that person right then and there. And I think this is where people get their ego checked all the time in their journey. They decide, oh, I'm going to start a fitness business or I'm going to be this person. I'm going to be an influencer. You have the ability to decide who you want to be at any moment, but it doesn't necessarily change who you are in that moment. You have to go on a journey with a character arc to become that person on the other side. And a lot of people make that decision, but never start their journey. And that's why you see a lot of people quit. You have to embark on the journey. And this is what we're going to be talking about here. So this is the very first post I put on Instagram. I found that I wanted to be a fitness influencer very early on. I was a senior in high school, fucking terrifying posting that first post as a senior in high school. When you're in college or you're out of college or you're in the nine to five, you know, everyone's kind of become themselves. But when you're in high school and also too, when Instagram was first getting started, it's a scary fucking thing. I would go to the high school parties. People would be calling me names and stuff. But this was my declaration to who I wanted to be. I knew that I wasn't that person just yet, but I was deciding this is who I want to be. The next thing I knew too, is that I knew my audience, the people that I was speaking to were not the people around me. A lot of people hold themselves back because they think that the people around them are going to judge them or their friends are going to judge them or the parents are going to say something. But I knew deep down, my friends were the people I'm speaking to. My parents were the people I'm speaking to. I'm looking for someone out there. I'm looking for people who can relate to me. And that's thinking way bigger than the small town that I was currently in. And then the other thing is I was absolutely scared shitless, but I knew that this is who I was deep down. And I wasn't afraid to put that out there. Be open to being judged. If you guys have a business, if you guys are starting a business, if you guys are on the journey of making six figures, making seven figures, you have to be open to being judged both positively and negatively, right? Because if you fear being judged negatively, then you're never going to be able to become the person to achieve success on the other side, right? Because you guys are all here to inspire people. You guys are all here to change lives. And in order to do that, you have to put yourself out there without the fear of being judged, but you have to be open to being judged, okay? I get negative attention all the time on social media. Every time I open my phone, in fact, I have a negative comment or, you know, a negative DM or something of the sort, but I have to remind myself of who I am and who I want to be. That's part of the process. It's going to come with your journey. Two people, two opinions. Whose do you value? You guys have to be conscious of who your counsel is. Who do you have in your pocket? Who do you listen to? Who do you go to when you are starting your journey? This is the thing I wish I had when I was first starting because I didn't have anybody in my pocket. I grew up in a small town with like maybe a hundred thousand people, agriculture town, very similar to Kendall's upbringing, but on the West coast. And the only people I had to talk to were my parents and they always gave me the wrong advice. And I knew it was the wrong advice because of my experience with them previously. Whenever I said, hey,
hey, struggling with this. Oh, just go to school and get a good degree. Right? Hey, I want to achieve this in my life. No, 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 you need to go to college. What about taxes? Any of you guys hear that from their parents? Yes. Okay. You can do an action, right? Like start a business. You can go to your parents and they say, play it safe, right? That's dangerous. Don't do that. Or you can go to the successful business owner and say, dude, fuck yeah. That's what you should be doing. So your action is actually the same no matter what, but who you listen to will have an impact on your decisions of, of following through. When you are looking for counsel, be very picky about who you choose advice from. The other thing is trust yourself and seek information or seek the right information. Not all opinions are worth the same. So when I was 16 years old, I remember before there was any checks and balances on fitness social media. So I was eating canned chicken and fucking slamming egg yolk proteins. And I was in the kitchen with my mom after a workout one day and tell her, I'm like, I'm going to become a fitness coach. She goes, you're not going to make any money as a fitness coach. I'm like, I see what other people are doing on social media. You are not seeing that. I don't even know what you're seeing. Why would I listen to you? You don't see what I see. And so I told her, I was like, I'm going to become a fitness coach. I'm going to be successful. And she's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I know that I cannot trust her information. Now, back then I didn't have anybody. I didn't have anyone like Nick. I didn't have a mastermind. This is back in 2014. Online coaching wasn't even a thing. The, the route to go back then was get 300,000 followers, sell a $15 workout program and make a ton of money on a drop, right? That was the only thing that I saw people doing. You have to trust yourself in where you're going. Sometimes your parents don't know what's best for you or the people around you don't know what's best for you. I went on my path. Now, this was right out of high school. I got my certification and I become quote unquote ZC fitness, right? That's what everybody called me because I was still around a lot of the people that I grew up with, but you have to be okay with becoming someone new in order for you to become the person you want to be. So you have to kill your old self. This meant I was reading more books than ever. I was not hanging out with as many people as I was. I wasn't doing drugs with them anymore. So you have to be willing to kill your old self in order for you to make room for your new one. There's an exercise I do with a lot of our students and they say, oh, I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z. Well, most of us are extremely busy. And if we aren't careful of auditing our time, it will get busy, right? But if you pay attention to where your time is going and then eliminate the things that aren't serving you, you can then make time for the things that are going to serve you. The same thing happens with your identity. You have to let go of your old identity in order for you to have room for your new one. In this phase, again, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. All I wanted to do was become a personal trainer. And so out of high school, I got a job at a yoga shop. I worked there for a summer, ended up getting fired. That's a different story. But I had a few thousand dollars saved up and I went to go be a trainer in person and in shape. And pretty much what they told me was you're going to get paid by the session. You're going to sell your own packages and we're going to take 70%. I thought that's retarded. Sorry, I'd rather do that for myself. And so I took my savings. I turned my mom's garage into a little studio and started training people out of this. And my first clients ever were me driving to my old high school where I was the fifth year senior, essentially. I was picking up rounds of kids, driving them back to my house and training them for $10 a session. I was living the dream. That was my first taste of freedom, right? I wasn't making enough to do anything on my own, but I was doing something and I was making something happen. I was getting wind. I was catching, getting some kind of traction. My clientele base at this point was literally just high school kids and my parents' coworkers, but I didn't really care. I was living my dream. I was doing what I wanted to do. And I actually felt like I was making momentum, right? I had some t-shirts made, you know, it was cool. I'd walk into the gym. Everyone would know who I was. It was cool. But eventually I hit a dead end and you guys on your journey, especially in business, especially in building your identity, you're going to hit dead ends. And dead ends do not mean throwing in the towel. It just means pivoting, it just means hitting a new direction. So during this time, I think it was 2015, 2016, I was now two years out of high school, right? Still picking up kids at my high school and they're getting younger and younger. And I'm feeling more weird and weird. I'm like, okay, I can't be doing this forever. And honestly, I'm still only making $15 a session. So, you know, I just had bundles of cash. It was fun. But eventually I hit a point. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And during this time as well, while my parents were letting me play business, which is, that's pretty much what I was doing. I was playing business. They said, do whatever you want, as long as you're going to school, as long as you're taking classes. So I did two years at community college. I 
take classes in the morning, training in the afternoon, training in the evening. I was not taking school seriously because that's not what I wanted to do, obviously. I ended up getting academic dismissal about two years in, right? Which is, is one step further than academic probation. It was a letter that came home. My mom opened it and she was just really disappointed. She said, what are you going to do? And I thought, what will happen? She said, you can't go back to school. I'm like, what do you mean? They would not let me re-register for classes in the fall because my grades were so bad that they're like, we don't want you as a student. I said, fuck. That happened to you? Yeah. It's brutal. So I had to pivot. I had to make a new direction. Obviously I was stuck. I didn't know how to grow my business. I didn't exactly know how to grow online. I was no longer going to school. I needed to change directions. And so I made a really big life change at the time. And I moved to San Diego. During that time, it was a two-year window of me playing business. But what I was really focused on was just getting my mind right. Learning from the people that were going to serve me for the rest of my life. I was reading a ton of books. I was listening to a ton of podcasts. I was going to, you guys remember Periscope? Anybody here remember Periscope? So Periscope was like the first live stream platform. And this is the first time I heard about Andy Frisella and he would go on Periscope every single day at four o'clock and I'd go in there and I'd listen to it. And so during this year, I was okay. I was okay not making money. I was okay not knowing what direction I was going in. I was okay with kind of being in a limbo period while I was building myself and getting my mind right. So that's the first step is get your mind right. The next thing is you're not entitled to success. This is a really big wake up call. It took me a long time to learn this because like before, just because you decide to do something doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get it or doesn't necessarily mean that you're that person just yet, right? So I thought that I was entitled to success. I thought, oh, I'm gonna become a personal trainer and I'm gonna get all these clients. And just because I want to become a personal trainer, people are gonna wanna work with me and all this kind of stuff. And it was my first wake up call to know that I launched my business and, I had, and there was crickets. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And once you decide that, okay, I'm humbled now. I know that I'm not entitled to success, but I'm gonna do the work in order for me to get it. That's when things start to work for you. Now, the other thing, oh, this is about moving. You can't become someone new in an environment that remembers who you were. One of the very first things that my clients ask me when they start making a couple thousand bucks, say 3,000, 5,000, maybe they're making 10,000, like what's the next investment I should make? Or what should I do with this money? And the first thing I say is move out of your hometown. I would way rather you establish yourself, move out of your hometown, move into a new city and grow as an individual and establish your own independence away from your hometown before making other any other big decisions. Move to San Diego, this is 2016. This is about maybe one, two, years before Kendall Strample, you know, rolled in. I think Nick was here at this time too. I didn't meet him until later, but this gave me an opportunity to align myself with the person that I wanted to be. At the time too, this was before online coaching San Diego became synonymous. San Diego is now a hub. Before then, this was like, I don't even know what it was before. It gave me the opportunity to redefine myself. I was able to break away from the people who kept making fun of me at the parties that I'd show up to, you know, who kept calling me ZC Fitness, thought it was a joke. This allowed me to go into a new environment and introduce myself. Hey, I'm Zach. I'm a fitness coach. I'm a personal trainer. Oh, cool. That's who you are. My first impression of you, that's now who you're going to be for me. It gave me an opportunity to surround myself with the right people. But I was starting with zero, absolute zero. Now behind the scenes, what was happening was I got an opportunity to re-enroll in school down here, which is why my parents agreed to let me come down. It's because, okay, cool. You're going to go down to school. In the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, this buys me some time. I'm going to re-enroll in school. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get this business thing going. But I knew absolutely nobody when I came down, not a single person. It was me and my girlfriend at the time. And it was just us. And so I knew that it was not going to be possible if I didn't have a network. So for two years, my number one goal was to meet as many people as possible in San Diego. And my approach was to slide into people's DMs or walk into or walk up to them in person at the gym. If I saw someone that I would see at the gym and I recognize or I would see that they were there every single day, I'd walk up to them, and I'd introduce myself and I'd ask them to get a workout. And then if I saw someone on Instagram, I thought they were cool, I'd slide in their DMs and say, yo, I like what you're doing, let's get a workout in. And it allowed me to build a network and it allowed me to 
get my footing in San Diego. But really what I see is that most people aren't getting social, right? Most people aren't meeting enough people in real life, okay? A lot of people wanna start an online business and they start posting to social media. And I go, okay, how often do you meet new people in real life? Because I don't know about you guys, for me, I can wake up, go in entire 24 hours and not interact with a single person. How are you gonna build a business like that? How are you gonna build a business in your fucking room, like in the dark, creating content? You need to go out and you need to meet people in real life. You need to get in front of other people's networks and you need to be known. This period right here is what launched my business from zero to 10K per month when I eventually got it to the point because I had people who knew who I was, who trusted me and you know that word of mouth spread. If I were to say you were to do anything after this weekend is to go home and get social, get really social with everybody in your gym, everybody who is around you. You wanna be the type of person that when you walk into the gym, they say your name and all the members around you know who you are. It's like a golden retriever. Everyone comes up and says hi, your tail's wagging. That's, that's the energy you wanna bring. So during this period, I was just building my network. The dream was to build a business, but I knew that this was the first step. The other thing too, is that you need to build yourself. I spent a lot of time really diving deep into nutrition, really diving deep into training, really going deep on social media as well. I knew that when I first launched my business and it didn't take off the way it wanted to, it didn't mean that it wasn't for me. It just meant I wasn't ready and I wasn't the person I needed to be in order for that business to be successful. So in order for me to get it off the ground, fire, right? I needed to go inward and work on myself even more and maybe give it another go. Maybe I just wasn't ready, which ended up being the case. Now, that period of my life lasted two years from 2016 or it was like 2015 to 2017 where I packed up my business, left it at home, moved to San Diego, had nothing. During the time I was working as a busser at BJ's Brewhouse for two years. Do what you need to do until you can do what you want to do. Now, the goal was always fitness coaching. The goal was always online coaching. But sometimes you have to step away from that dream in order for you to recalibrate, come up with a new plan. And that doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it takes time. It took me two years to figure this out. How many of you guys here have read The Alchemist? You guys ever read that book? Fantastic book. One of my favorite books. I got a tattoo right here for that book. But there's a part in the book. Well, I'll give you the summary, the synopsis. Kid, I think he's in Spain, has a dream of finding treasure, right? He has this dream that's calling him out of his hometown to go on an adventure. He decides that he's going to go on this adventure to find this treasure, right? They call it his personal legend. That's his destiny, his what he's meant to do. And he leaves his hometown. He has money saved up from the job that he does. And he's going to go to Egypt and find this treasure. He takes a ferry from Spain to Monaco or Morocco, I meant, and he gets to Morocco and someone says, hey, I can help you. What ends up happening is he gets taken advantage of, he loses everything and he's stuck in Morocco. Now he's at a point, I'm away from home and I'm also have no plan to get to where I want to go. Do I go back home or do I keep going? What ended up happening is he gets a job cleaning glassware and he gets stuck. He gets comfortable. He starts making money. He gets a decent life. He starts making some friends, a little bit of an expert in his field. And he thinks, man, I can just stay here. This is fine. So many people have that moment in their journey where they start and embark on their journey. They get one step ahead, they get punched in the face and then they never pick it up again. That was me for two years. That's the reason why I got this tattoo here is because I relate to that story. I put down the dream to do what I had to do in order for me to do what I need to. And then I hit another dead end. I was still recovering from the past failure of my first business. Maybe I actually could go to college. Maybe I actually could pursue this. Let me try to re-enroll into community college. I'll apply to SDSU. And I got denied twice. I got denied from SDSU twice. And at this time I was 22 and and I was working at BJ's for two years and I also got skipped a promotion twice. So here I am, 22. My friends are now graduating from college. I got skipped a promotion. I'm not getting hired anywhere else because I tried and never got the job. And I just got denied from 
my dream school, two years in a row. So here's, here are my choices. I could re-enroll another year in college, try it again, be a busser another year, hope that I can get in because there's no guarantee that I'm gonna get in. And if I do get in, then I have another two years before I graduate and I'll be 25, 26, if I get in. Or I figure something out for myself. And the day the letter came in that said, you know, I got rejected, not had a breakdown, but I just had a moment to myself. I walked outside and my good friend Sumner came out. He said, why don't you give online coaching a try? I mean, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, He's like, you know, you built a network here. You know, you built your platform. There's other people doing it. The only introduction I had to online coaching at this time was Nick and Kendall. I had been watching from a distance because San Diego is a small place. I hadn't met Nick at the time, hadn't met Kendall, but I knew that they were doing it. I thought, you know, if they can do it, I can do it too. I threw up a post on social media. I said, hey, if anyone's interested in online coaching, hit me up. I'd be willing to take on clients. I had three people hit me up and I got them off on a phone call and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know what I was charging and said, I'll train you for 12 weeks, 150 bucks, right? 50 bucks a month. And I remember I got the PayPal invoice sitting in my Jeep Cherokee about to go into my shift. I thought, fuck, I just made 150 bucks. That's in two seconds. That's more than I'm about to make in this shift. I walked it, I put in my two weeks. Because for me, going out there and figuring it out was gonna be a lot faster than waiting on someone else's path, going another year. And I thought, if I can just go all in and figure this out, I'll make it happen. It was another year or two before I actually figured it out, which puts us on the next story. This is my very first client. This is Fern. I changed my life. He was the one who paid me 150 bucks and I quit my job right after. I invited him down to San Diego because he lived in, I think it was Vesalia or something like that from bumfuck nowhere. If you're a California town that no one ever heard of. Yeah, I'm a California local. I've never heard of that town. He came down to tra train with me and it was pretty funny. The first night I ever, met him. I was going to bed. It was like 2 a.m. We had just came back. We had McDonald's and we left it on the couch and he comes in strolling and we're already asleep. I tell him, hey, we're leaving the, the front door unlocked. Just sleep on the couch. Your spot's right there. And my, my roommate comes in in the morning. He's like, Fuck, is that your client out there? Yeah. He's like, dude, he's fucking munching on McDonald's. It was the uh, the trash that we left out the night before. But he changed my life, the very first client. So this goes to the next point. At this point, I decided, you know what? I'm gonna pick that dream back up and I'm gonna try again. You're allowed to try again. You're allowed to put the dream down, figure yourself out, work on yourself a little bit and come back to it. During this time, I went, drove back up to my parents' house in Salinas, got all my gym equipment, brought it back down to San Diego and we started pretty much our business again. Now, this is a little different. We were at San Diego State, so we would actually go to the gym in San Diego State, hand out business cards and invite students to come back to our little gym and train them. And that was our little business for a while. And again, that was pretty much all I knew how to do. I didn't know how to scale online. I didn't know how to grow online. My first goal with this business was to make $3,000 a month. And my plan to get there was to sign 30 clients at $100 a month. Where a lot of people come into this and they're like, I wanna make $10,000 a month in my first month. I wanna charge $500 a month. And they get punched in the teeth and realize it's a little bit harder than that, but they're not willing to do the work first before they become valuable enough to be able to charge that, those rates. And so I thought, I don't exactly know how to build a business, but all I fucking know how to do is get people results. And I'm gonna do everything that I can to get people results and be absolutely obnoxious with the process until I'm able to charge what I want to charge. I scaled it up to 30 clients. I was making 3000. But again, at that point, I, I got stuck. I didn't know what to do. Scared, but free. One thing I will say is you guys probably experienced this. You have that moment where you're looking over the edge and you're about to go all in. It's absolutely fucking terrifying. You guys ever had that moment before? Maybe you're about to quit a job. Maybe you're about to drop out of school. It's terrifying. And you're going to be terrified when you're in it, but it's also the most freeing thing you can ever experience. I remember having breakdowns, but I also remember, you know, having the most fun I've ever had because you're just, you can't believe you're doing what you want to do. So one thing I'll say, this is more 
you know, fitness advice or business advice is build your book of business when you're first getting started, right? The goal shouldn't be to make a ton of money at first. The goal should be to get traction. And to get traction, you're probably gonna have to take clients on for free or probably going to charge a little bit less in order for you to get the results. But this was the strategy I took for about six months, right? I was charging $100 a month, raised it up to 200. Once I had 30 clients and literally my revenue doubled. A lot of people tried to, you know, hitting that 10K month, but I shot under. I had 30 clients, $100, raised it overnight and revenue doubled. The thing when you first get getting started, the only advantage you really have is your price, your time and results. If you can come in at a good price and you can over deliver on your time and you can deliver results, then in six months, you'll be able to charge whatever the fuck you want. You won't have to worry about signing clients at the rate that you want because you're going to have your footing in the market at that time. The most valuable thing that you could do is get your footing in the market and then you can go from there. So this brings me to the next section. We moved to Virginia after San Diego because at this point I didn't exactly know where to go. I hit another dead end, right? I was living in a house with five dudes. I wasn't going to school. I wasn't working. I was making a few grand a month. I didn't have any mentors at this time. So I thought, how long can I keep this going? I kept thinking ahead. I'm like, how long can I realistically keep this going? Am I going to be able to make six figures? Am I going to be able to be successful? And at the time too, every time I had a panic attack, I'd call my mom and she goes, well, you can just re-enroll in school or you can just, you know, go back and get a job. And at that moment is when I realized I can never call my parents again for advice. I can never call them again because they're just not going to listen and they're not going to understand. And so I had another dead end and my roommate Sumner at the time, he got a job opportunity in Virginia and which provided me the opportunity to move with him. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not figuring out over here in San Diego. Let me go out to Virginia and see what opportunity they have for us out there. I can lock myself away, separate myself from my environment, become someone new again and really figure this out and go all in. This ended up being one of the hardest years of my life moving to Virginia. But the thing that got me there allowed me to leave my, my safe container in San Diego was to live life for the story, right? Because at the end of your life, you're going to have a story to tell. And if you play it safe your entire life, it's not going to make an interesting story. So you have to take risks and you have to think about the story that you want to tell. You know, maybe it might be expensive to go on a trip. You want to hold on to that money. Or maybe it might be expensive to start that business, invest in your first venture because it's a lot of money. But playing it safe isn't going to make an interesting story. At the end of your life, you're not going to remember the $2,000 you saved on the trip by not going on the trip or the $10,000 you saved by not investing in the mentor. But you will remember the stories and the failures and the triumphs that you have when you embark on those journeys. Now, on a personal level, this is where I finally established independence. This is where I was actually able to break away from my parents. I was actually able to break away from the expectations that they had for me to be successful because that's what was really holding me back and really weighing me down. I had two paths in front of me. I had the path that I know I wanted to embark on, the path that I knew was going to be the life I wanted to live. I had the plan B path, which wasn't serving me, which wasn't where I wanted to go. And I ended up getting nowhere. I spent time on my plan B and failed. And it cost me time. And it cost me confidence. So having a plan B and a plan A isn't going to serve you. You have to choose one and make sure that the one that you wanna choose is the one that you want to live. So your problems are your business problems. This is something I learned from Sam Ovens, and it basically means that a lot of the problems that you're facing in your personal life will reflect onto your business. And you'll think, why is my business not succeeding the way I want it to? Why is my business not taking off the way I want it to? But a lot of the times you have to look inward and you have to reflect inward and think, where am I not operating at my fullest self? There was a period at this time where I went through a pretty tough breakup and it absolutely incapacitated me. 
It got me to the point to where I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't post on social media. I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. I didn't want to see my friends. It was really tough. And I realized that my personal problems were now reflecting in my business. And if I couldn't get over my own shit, my business was never going to get where I wanted it to be. So in order for you to succeed at the highest level in your business, you have to make sure that you're operating at, at a really high level in your personal life as well. And sometimes that might mean getting the help you need to get over your own shit. The way I got over this was I got a therapist and I spent two months going to therapy twice a week because I just knew that in order for my business to succeed, I needed to get over my own shit as fast as possible. And I also needed to establish my own independence, which I worked on with a therapist during that time as well. So during this time, when you are going through a hard time and you have personal shit to work on, you still need to show up for your business, right? You still need to show up with a bare minimum. During the two years that I was spending in San Diego, I didn't exactly know what I was going to do, but I knew that working for myself, using social media was something that I was going to end up doing, something that I needed. So I had to show up with the bare minimum of still creating content, still showing up on my page, and still doing the things that I knew I was eventually going to leverage in the future. I, when I was going through that breakup, it was really tough to show up. I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to show up for my business 100%. I needed to show up for myself 100% first, but that didn't mean dropping my business to the wayside and letting it fall. I showed up with the bare minimum to keep keep the momentum that I had alive. So when you do become 100%, you're able to step back into it and pick up where you left off. So your worst years will define you. Again, when you live life for the story, those years are the years that you're going to talk about when you see success on the other side. So when you're in the middle of your own shit, really reflect on how you're going to tell your, your triumphant story when you make it out on the other side, because there will be an ending to the story. Anything that you go through right now that you think, ah, this is the worst I've ever experienced, there will be an end to that story and you get to decide how you want to tell that story, okay? So be grateful for the things that are a challenge to you, be grateful for the things that you have to overcome because those stories are going to become the biggest asset that you need in order for you to become the person that's capable of success. Cutting strings, what this means is that you have to cut the expectations of the people around you. You have to cut the expectations of your parents. You have to cut the expectations of your friends. You have to cut the expectations that you used to have for yourself in order for you to become the person that you need to. Now, after that year was over, pretty much that entire year was spent in a bedroom by myself, building a business, learning. I met my first mentor, Ross, and and he helped me hit my first 10K month. At the time, I was making around five to 6K a month. And there was a limit to me. I just didn't know how to get to that 10K a month. My thought was, I need more clients. I need more followers. I need more this, this, and that. And he really helped me change my beliefs around financial security, around money, around myself that allowed me to get over to the other side. And I learned a lot by hiring my first mentor, not just from business, but about myself and about life. And that's what mentorship should be about. One of the things that he taught me was, was everything opposite from what my parents taught me about financial security. I'll never forget it. Ross used to let me drive up from San Diego to LA to sleep on his couch. And he'd take me out to dinner and he'd teach me and I'd just ask him questions. And one of the biggest things that I was worried about was the beliefs that my parents had put down on me. What about financial security? What about having a job? What about a 401k? What about having a paycheck? And I thought like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, this is something that I've always worried about because I've always been one foot in, one foot out because I've always thought I had to go, I needed financial security. And so what are you talking about financial security? You're more financially secure as a business owner having the ability to make an income for yourself than you are with a nine to five. And I, that was the first time I ever heard that. And I never had those teachings before, right? And it absolutely changed my worldview. And then we all saw that in COVID, all the business owners saw success and all the people who were working nine to fives, personal trainers, yeah, all out of work overnight. This is when my parents finally stopped. And it wasn't that my parents finally stopped getting on my ass. It was that I stopped looking to them for advice. I had my first 10K month and I, I told my dad, I told my mom, I did it. I can make six figures. Like I did this on my own. My parents said, make sure to save for taxes. 
Texas. And man, that was that was the moment that I realized, you know, you don't need to live your life trying to make your parents satisfied or make your parents happy. Because at the end of the day, they, for at least in my case, all my parents wanted to do was to do what they wanted me to do, not necessarily to do what's best for me. And that was the moment where I told them, hey, this is like, I'm not going to be sharing this stuff with you guys anymore. Now, I love my family. I love my parents. I'm actually going to be spending a week with them in Cabo next week, but I don't share this stuff with them. I don't go to them for advice. I don't go to them to, to let them know what I'm up to because I don't need that. A lot of the times you guys don't need that. You need to find your own people, which is the people here in this room to give you the support that you need. Sometimes it's not going to be at home. This is my first time achieving, you know, freedom. I was able to travel. I was able to meet a ton of people, had a lot of fun. But what I learned was that you need a mentor to challenge your beliefs. This is why mentorship is important is so they can take the things that you thought was real about reality and they can ask you why. This is why Nick is so good at what he does is because he'll, you'll say something and he'll say, why do you think that? Or why, why is that what you believe? And it's penetrating, but you need a mentor to change your beliefs in order for you to become the person you need to be successful. A lot of the times the mentors that I've hired have never truly been about business systems or about, you know, new marketing tactics or anything of the sort. It's more so I want to pay you money so I can ask you questions and I can learn about how you think and how you think about problems and what your belief systems around the world are. The other thing too is looking back on my journey, I realized that the reason why it took me so long to be successful is because it takes time to build skills, right? In the very beginning, when you decide you're going to become this person, you're not going to be that person right away. You have to embark on a journey of building skills. You know, in business, this means you're going to have to learn about marketing. You're also going to have to learn about sales. You're also going to have to learn about lead generation. You're also going to have to learn about client fulfillment. And it's hard to cram that into 30 days or 90 days. And when you're a personal trainer, you also got to learn about nutrition, also got to learn about training, right? It takes time to build skills. And it took me years to learn all these things that eventually served me later in my life. If I had quit my journey when I first moved to San Diego and decided that I was going to school, I would have never made it. But I embarked on that journey to learn those skills one set at a time and eventually turns into a profitable business or a profitable thing that will serve you. So what I experienced is that for a long time, you probably will be behind your peers but then you have a period, a period where you'll launch forward. So for the longest time, I always felt very insecure seeing friends from my hometown because they were advancing in college, they were getting internships, they were getting job offers, they were having interviews, and I was busting tables, but they didn't see what I see. And for a long time, you're probably gonna feel a little bit less than, and that's okay. But if you stick to your dream and you follow it through to the end, you will have a period in which you launch. For me, it took six years to get to a point and then I made 10K in 45 days after hiring my first mentor. And it's been, that climbing ever since, right? The other thing is personal leadership. In order for you to be successful, you have to have personal leadership. That means knowing where you are gonna go and knowing that you can get there and trusting yourself that you have the capability to get you there. A lot of my success during that period, the before and after came from being able to establish my own personal leadership in myself and saying, hey, my parents are telling me to go this way, but I'm actually gonna go this way. I trust myself and know enough to lean in on myself and have my own personal leadership. So this is where we're at now. The life of dreams. We've helped over 600 personal trainers start their business. I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible achieve the same success that I achieved with the financial freedom of owning a business. Now I've just proposed to my fiance, just bought a new car, we're traveling, doing all these things. But my life changed the moment I hit that 10K month. I like to say that the story stops there because that's the moment everything changed. That's the moment that I was able to trust myself. That's the moment that I was able to establish my independence. That's the moment that I didn't have to turn back. That was my no turning back that I 
I pulled my foot out of the other pool and I was able to say, this is my path and I can finally go down it fully and not look back. That was the moment my life changed. So some things I've learned is that when you are first starting your journey, you should be just learning as much as possible with no expectations of success. I went to Chico uh, last year and my brother was graduating college and I got to talking to a couple of his friends and one of his friends was starting a business and he said he was just getting really discouraged. He's like, man, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I want to start this drop shipping business where we sell candles. I made an Instagram. I'm posting you know, pictures of candles and no one's buying. I don't really know what to do. I think I'm just going to go get a job. And I'm like, dude, you, what you should do is you should go get a job. You should save up every single dollar that you have and spend it all on mentorship. Spend it all on courses. Spend it all on leaders. Spend it all on people who are doing the thing that you want to do. And he goes, oh, well, I say all these courses, but what if they're what if they're a scam? So what if they're a scam? You're going to learn. You're going to learn how to do the thing that you want to do, which is much better than getting discouraged doing nothing in your bedroom. I told him, I said, what you should do is get that job, save up every single dollar and spend it all on learning. That's what I think held me back for a long time was I was trying to do too much without actually spending any time on learning what I was supposed to be doing. And then when I finally hired my mentors, I went into a deep pocket of learning and I was actually able to learn what I was supposed to do. And then everything changed from there. So when you're just getting started, even if you're at the two, three year mark of your business, you should still spend everything that you have on learning. The other thing is create deadlines for yourself. Short-term goals with a deadline. You guys should actually plan to have fun. Like the thing is that if you have a year and there's no nothing, like no plans on your year and there's no true deadline for yourself, you're going to take that whole year to do the things that you need to do, right? Whereas if you plan a trip to say Cabo, in one month, that's going to give you a deadline. It's going to give you an artificial deadline. Or let's say you're going to go to a rave or something, right? Something fun, something that you can look forward to. But you should have a clear set of tasks that you want to have done by that time to make sure that you're executing and using your time effectively. I like to travel, but when I'm home, I'm extremely focused because I know that I have these deadlines that I need to hit. That means that when I'm home working seven days a week, I'm able to work throughout the week. I got back from Columbia about a month ago. I had this speech today. It gave me 30 days to work nonstop. And I was able to get so much done in my business during that time. That's how I like to operate uh, things now is create deadlines, have things to look forward to, but be extremely focused. That way you're not getting caught up in the weekend and you know derailed going out with your friends or thinking, oh, I have no plans. I have no deadline. Like, let me just be at the whim of you know whatever comes up and getting thrown off course that way. The thing is be diligent with your to-do list as well, right? You should always know exactly what you need to do on a daily basis. And if you don't know what to do, get a mentor because they'll tell you what to do. You should always be doing something, always be crossing something off your list, always have the needle moving forward and be very, very diligent with the things that you need to do within those deadlines. So that way you can make consistent progress on your business and on your personal life as well. Be obsessed with your goals. A lot of people haven't even given the thought to know what their goals are. So sit down and give yourself time to think about what it is that you want to achieve and be obsessed. I mean, have it as your screensaver on your phone, have it as a screensaver on your desktop, write it 10 times a day. Be fluid with your goal setting and timelines. It took me a very, very long time to hit 10K a month, but I never stopped going for that. And I was able to push it back and push it back and push it back. You should set goals and deadlines for yourself, but you shouldn't feel discouraged when you don't meet them if they don't work out the way you want them to. Be open to being fluid and letting the plan change and revisiting the plan again and again. All right. And then you also need a personal journey. So a lot of people haven't yet embarked on their own personal journey, which is why they're feeling that lack of leadership in themselves. And other people can sense a lack of leadership in them as well 
well because they haven't yet embarked on that journey, on their own personal journey. So it's gotta be something that challenges you. It's gotta be something that you know puts you in a dark place. It's gotta be something that you need to overcome. Starting a business is a really good example or going through a fitness transformation is a really good example. Traveling the world is a really good example. But what is your personal journey that's going to be the story that you tell that's gonna inspire people about your lives? Going to school, getting a job, working a nine to five, it's not going to make you into the leader that you need to be in order to inspire other people to follow you. Quitting your job, going against the grain, you know, taking fitness into your own hands, traveling the world, doing the scary shit, that's what you guys need to be doing, right? Moving from your hometown, meeting new friends. Those are personal journeys that inspire other people to look at you as a leader because then that puts you in a position for where other people look at you and say, how'd you do it? Can you help me get there? Can you help me live like you live? And that's when you're in a position to help people. So success starts with becoming the person who is capable of success. The reason why I wasn't able to succeed my first time around is because I wasn't yet the person I needed to be in order to be successful. It took me six years of hardship and six years of figuring out who the hell I was. In the last two years, everything changed. People think that it's going to be a linear path, right? That you're going to grow gradually over time and it's going to be every month is a little bit better. But in reality, it's a lot of shit, a lot of nothing, a lot of no proof. And then all of a sudden it's exponential and you go. If you told me it will take you eight years to be successful and for six of those years, you're going to have nothing. But the last two years, everything's going to come all at once. You guys would all say, yeah, that sounds like a great deal. I can endure six years to have my life of dreams for the rest of my life. But a lot of people are one year into their journey and they're thinking, man, this isn't working out the way I want it to. Or they're two years into the journey and they're like, man, I might have to go get a job. Or they're four years into their journey and they're like, man, I'm still not there. Like, do I, do I quit? It took me six years to finally see success. And I got multiple jobs during that time. But use that story, use those hardships as your asset to inspire people. Thanks guys, that's all I got.